The following is a hoop ball presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of DFS Today presented by Hoopball. I am your host running solo on this wonderful Friday night slate uh, on February 19th. Um, my name is David Menkov and I'm ready to dive in to some NBA action. We have eight games to kind of go through tonight. Um, I wanted to, to start off by just doing a quick shout out um, for my bookie. Um, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got? Lakers or Clippers? Fighters or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the national championship, college football, as well as Super Bowl, and the upcoming NBA playoffs. And lest we forget, March Madness is right around the corner. You know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sportsbook out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter code promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit match halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie. Now, let's dive into some NBA action. The first game on the slate is a 7 p.m. Eastern start time. We have the Golden State Warriors traveling to take on the Orlando Magic. As far as injuries are concerned, we have quite a few to go through. On the Warriors side, um, Marquise out. Marquise Chris, apologies, is out um, with, with the injury that's been keeping him out for most of the season. Draymond Green is listed as questionable with a right ankle soreness. Um, was a late scratch in the last one. Kevon Looney... Nico Mannion, Jordan Poole, Alan Smajic, Clay Thompson, and James Weissman all out on the Warriors side. On the Magic, you have Cole Anthony out, continues to be out, the young rookie. James Ennis III is questionable. Evan Fortney is probable um, and should be good to go for this one. So on the Warriors side... What I like to really call out is um, a couple guys. It also starts with, with the backcourt, and the backcourt is littered with some value, starting with Kent Bazemore. Coming off a very impressive performance in the last one, where he put up um, an astounding 48 fantasy points off 38 minutes off the bench, uh, with 26 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 seals. I don't expect similar numbers by any means against the Orlando Magic, but... Priced at only $3,600, he's going to be one of the best price per minute options, especially if he gets 25 to 30 minutes, which I fully expect him to do so. The other guy I'm looking at is, of course, going to be Steph Curry, looking for a great bounce-back performance here. In the last one, he did put up um, a, a pretty pretty juicy game where he had 56 fantasy points despite an awful shooting display for Steph Curry, where he put up 8 of 25 from the field, for 32% from the field shooting percentage, which is far below the Steph Curry we, we all know and love at this point uh, this season where he's been putting up just MVP numbers throughout. 
Um, so I love Steph Curry, especially at a nice little price reduction, down $400 to 10100 Lock him in as one of the better point guard options against Orlando Magic. I think he's going to bounce back really nicely. I think he's got a floor of 60 fantasy points. The only concern would be if this game ends up turning into a blowout, um, which I don't expect it to, to do so. There's no current spread or line as well. I forgot to mention earlier at, at this time. Uh, the only other guy I'm looking at really is going to be Kelly Oubre, 6400. Uh, he's been really playing really well. Very consistent basketball for the first time in, in it feels like all season. Outside of uh, the game against the Cavaliers a few nights ago, he's been putting up rock-solid fantasy numbers, 38 fantasy points consistently, up to 44 uh, fantasy points in the last one against the Heat. So I love Kelly Oubre in this spot. Um, I think against Orlando Magic, there should be plenty of opportunity for him to shine, especially um, if Draymond Green ends up sitting out again. Draymond, speaking of Draymond Green, 6600 is certainly a fair price tag, and the way he's been performing, he should be an absolutely juicy play if he does suit up. If he suits up, I actually like him, um, and Kelly Oubre's stock goes down a little bit. Um, so that's something to monitor as we get closer to the tip. Other than that, there's no one else really on the Warrior side I'm looking at. Um, I'm a strong anti-Andrew Wiggins player from a DFS perspective. He is coming off a nice 32-point effort against the Heat. Um, I just I don't trust his ceiling um, at that price tag. I, I think I, I prefer to go elsewhere at the shooting guard position. Um, so that's pretty much it on the Warrior side. Jumping into the Magic, um, as I mentioned, the Magic are just littered with injuries at this point. Um, I'm glad they brought back Evan Fournier, so I'm going to be looking at Evan Fournier in our lineups because he is going to be probable. At 5,800, he's going to be absolutely a rock-solid choice uh, to to plug and play, especially in this type of format. Love some Evan Fournier. Um, He should get plenty of minutes. He's not seeing any minute restrictions. He he played 31 minutes despite a a, a big blowout against the Knicks, um, and he put up 29 fantasy points. So, if you can get to a 30-35 point fantasy point effort, uh, which which is a solid floor for him in this matchup against the Warriors, uh, I like Evan Fournier quite a bit. Um, Devin, Dwayne Bacon, uh, the Baconator, uh, absolutely is always going to be a good play. However, with Fournier out, he's not going to get many minutes outside of a blowout scenario, so I'm not going to have a lot of interest in Dwayne. Um, the only other guy I'm really looking at is, of course, the big man, Hard to go against him in, in any type of matchup, especially against the Warriors. Nikola Vucevic, 9,900. Priced down a little bit after his performance against the Knicks, where he, he shot awful from the from the field. In fact, his last two games, he's been shooting an abysmal 30% from the field, which which is unsustainable for a guy of his ability and the kind of season he's been having all, all year long. I fully expense, expense, expect, apologies, a huge bounce-back effort against the Warriors' depleted front court. Um, and a 50-point, 55-point effort is well within a realm of possibility. So he's probably one of my favorite center plays on the entire slate. Lock him in, 9,900. He's my favorite play of this game by far. Um, and with that, I think we can jump right into the next game. Uh, I also wanted to call out before we jump to the next game that for whatever reason on DraftKings, the Nuggets and the Cavaliers game... Um, which is also starting at 7 p.m. is not featured on the slate for whatever reason. Um, and as well as, as we'll discuss a little bit later on, Dallas Mavericks taking on the Rockets 8 p.m. is also not going to be featured on this DraftKings slate. I really wanted to call that out before we dive into any more action. 
With that said, let's jump right into 7.30 p.m. start time. We have the Atlanta Hawks traveling to take on the Boston Celtics. We do have a spread in line, folks. 226 is the game total, with the Celtics currently favored by 4.5 points. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, we have a few to go through on the Atlanta Hawks side. Uh, a few names continue to be out. We have Rajon Rondo, who's out, DeAndre Hunter, Chris Dunn, and Bogdan Bogdanovich, who are all out for this game. On the Celtics side, we have Jalen Brown popping up on the injury report. He's questionable with left knee soreness. Uh, Romeo Langford and Marcus Smart continue to be out. Kemba Walker is off of the injury report for this one. Diving in to who I love on the Hawks side, it always starts with Trey Young. Um, in most games, we can always safely just jump right into the Trey Young uh, bandwagon. I mean, he's a guy that's very consistent. Um, he's he's had some games. In fact, prior to his game against the Celtics a few nights ago, the same exact Celtics team, he's been only averaging around 35 fantasy points, which is far below the Trey Young we, we, we've grown to, to love this season. Um, and I think he's going to have another great effort against the Celtics where he's going to have to put up monster numbers. And he put up 57 points in the last one. I fully expect him to, to replicate that kind of performance. Uh, in this game, he is going to be potentially turnover prone, but I don't see any, any reason why he can't light up the Celtics despite the Kemper Walker return. I still love Trey Young at 9,500. Um, so he's definitely going to be someone I'm going to be targeting both in cash games and in tournament games. I'm also looking at Cam Reddish at 4,500, the shooting guard, um, who's actually been, been playing much better as, as of late. Um, he's actually actually a small forward on DraftKings, apologies, not a shooting guard. Um, he's going to be in play for me. He's been finally starting to step up, for, at least for shooting the ball. He's starting to contribute across the board. His last three games, including a game against these very same Celtics, he's been putting up close to 30 fantasy points a game. And at that 4500 price tag, that is as valuable as you can get. So I like him quite a bit. I probably like him a little more, actually, than Trey Young, just given his recent form and his subdued price tag. Uh, also on the Hawks side, I have to mention some of the front court players. John Collins, 6,800, um, is going to be in play for me. You know, he, we haven't seen a price tag this low for John Collins in, in quite some time, in, in months really, and that's because his games have not—he's not been really showing any kind of consistency from a fantasy perspective recently. He's been getting into a little bit of foul trouble, and in the last game against the Celtics. Only played 28 minutes despite a very efficient 6 of 9 shooting. So John Collins is going to be an absolute GBP type of play for me. Um, I'm, I'm not going to trust John just given his recent form for cash games. But worth a shot or two for tournament for tournament uh, entries. The only guy I'm looking at potentially is Clint Capella. Again, his price tag is $7,200. Um, it's getting to a point where it's definitely worth attacking. We've been seeing consistent Clint Capella recently against the Celtics. A very, very efficient night. We put up 24 and 13 with one block. Put up 43 fantasy points. His price tag is actually down in this game. Um, I don't see any any way that uh, Daniel Tice or Tristan Thompson are really going to stop Clint Capella uh, on the glass or or in the game. So um, he's a guy that you can definitely take some shots on. But again, just like John Collins, his running mate, more of a tournament option in on this type of slate. Uh, and that's pretty much it for me on the Hawks side. For the Celtics, we have a few names that I want to be looking at and targeting. Kemba Walker is probably the number one name to look at. 6,500, he's coming back. Sh- should be should be good to go. 
um, no minute restrictions. If you if you can get to 40 40 fantasy points, um, I don't see any reason why Trey Young is really going to stop him. So I like him at 6,500. That's a great price tag for Kemba. Uh, becomes even better if Jalen Brown ends up sitting. And Jalen Brown is another guy I would, I would target if he plays. 7,900 is is a great price tag. Um, again, that price tag has been pretty much in the high 7,000s, low 8,000s uh, to this point. Jalen Brown, again, if he ends up sitting for this game, both Kemba, both Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum, 800, are both going to get a ton more usage. So those are going to be two names that I'm going to be really looking at, um, Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum, if Jalen Brown ends up sitting. If Jalen Brown plays, I have a little bit less interest in, in all three of them, um, and all three are going to end up being more tournament plays, Jason Tatum being the strongest of the bunch, just given his potential uh, from a floor and ceiling perspective. Uh, and that price tag is under 9,000. So Jason Tatum under 9,000 is someone that I'm always going to be looking at in DFS at that price tag. Excellent. Jason Tatum, like I mentioned, is my favorite play. Now, before we dive in to the next game on the slate, I wanted to quickly just shout out another one of our sponsors, Manscaped. Um, and Valentine's Day just just passed, fellas. And make sure, I hope everyone was ready for whatever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders and men's below the waist grooming products, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools to get the job so you can be ready for anything on, on that special day and all special days moving forward. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. The best way to get started is with a Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Pack 2.0 is led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which is advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof, which presents, which prevents, apologies, a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink, especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow. And let's be real, we've smelled the worst down there before. That's why I'm thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, sticking. And these products smell smell so good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. The Perfect Batch 2.0 will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pairs of boxers to Manscaped. High-performance anti-chafing boxers, these are the comfiest boxers I've ever had. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off, like I mentioned, and free shipping with a code hoopall20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code hoopball20. All right, everyone, let's dive into the next game on the slate with no spread or total. Um, and that's Chicago Bulls traveling to take on my favorite little team, Philadelphia 76ers at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start. As far as injury news are concerned, we have a few to mention. On the Bulls side, we have Devin Dotson, who continues to be out, as well as Chandler Hutchinson, Laurie Markkinen, Adam Makoka, and Otto Porter Jr. are all out. On the Philadelphia 76ers side, Shake Milton is doubtful in this one. Paul Reed is out. And, and Rajon Tucker is also out. Ben Simmons is now probable after missing the last game. All right, on the 76ers side, apologies, on the Chicago Bulls side, we have some of my favorite plays. I'm looking at three guys, three guys only. Um, Zach Levine is the number one play I'm looking at. Again, going up against a tough Sixers team, Ben Simmons will be back in the lineup. 
So there might be some pause for concern, but Zach Levine has been absolutely playing an all-star level and will continue to play at all-star level. I think he should be an all-star this season just given his performances despite the Bulls' Um, the Bulls struggles this year, but I digress. So Chicago Bulls, Zach Levine, number one play for me against the Sixers. Um, again, the matchup is tough. The Sixers do play some great defense, but someone has to score for the Bulls, and Zach Levine is going to be given the green light from everywhere. Um, he put up 22 shots in the last game, 25 shots in the game before that. He's been consistently averaging over 20-25 shot attempts a game. If that continues... That price tag is, is very much um, swallowable at 9300 I love Zach Levine here. He's probably my favorite play on the Bulls side. Jumping into some of the front court players, we have to look at um, Patrick Williams, the young rookie. Again, his price tag is down below 5000 which is the perfect time to, to plug him into lineups against the Sixers. Um, I like him quite a bit. In the last game against the Pistons, he put up, tw- he put up 20, almost 29 fantasy points. On 5 of 7 shooting, very efficient, young forward for the Bulls. She'll get plenty of minutes with Markkanen and Porter both out for this one. Um, So I love Patrick Williams here, and that price tag is under 5K. So I I think he's going to be a solid option for everyone across the board, both in cash and tournaments alike. The only guy I'm looking at really on on the Bulls side is Thaddeus Young. His price tag has dropped quite a bit uh, in recent games. He's down to 5,800. Uh, he hasn't been 5,800 since he's been getting these consistent high-minute games. In the last game, he only played 24 minutes, shot a 4 of 10, and still put up a monster um, 36 fantasy points. And he also fouled out in that one, too. So that explains his low minute total. Um, I don't foresee a situation here, despite coming off the bench. Um, I don't think that Thaddeus Young presents much of a problem here in this one. I think he's going to be a great option. A great option for everyone across the board. Um, and that price, like, again, in that mid-range uh, is going to be great. And a great contrarian play as well um, for tournaments. Uh, he's going to have very low ownership against the Sixers. Speaking of the Sixers, jumping in, we have to go with Ben Simmons. Um, he's a lock and load. He's finally showing um, some life. He put up a monster 74-point effort without Joel Embiid in the last one against the Jazz in a losing effort. Um, I don't expect a 74-point effort in this one. Embiid will be playing, but I still expect a solid performance. Um, certainly going to be more a tournament option. But the, again, the Bulls don't play much defense. So and so Simmons has triple-double potential written all over him in this one. So I like Simmons quite a bit here. Uh, and the only guy I'm looking at really is going to be Joel Embiid. 10700 is a great price tag for him to pay. Um Again, he's been very consistent despite some some nagging back issues he's been showing. No ill effects to this point. Um, just putting up 35 to, to 40 minutes a game, averaging 50 to 60 fantasy points consistently across the board, putting up MVP numbers uh, across across all the categories. So I love Joel Embiid. So, and that's pretty much it for me on the Sixers. I'm not going to have too much interest in Tobias Harris. I, mean, I know he's coming off a fantastic couple games against the Rockets and the Jazz, where he put up 58 point fantasy points each. But I just don't trust him um, against the Bulls. I think I think the, the I don't see this game staying very close, and I don't see him getting a ton of usage and run, especially with Simmons and Embiid healthy in this one. So that's it for me. Um, on, the, on the game itself, uh, my favorite play is going to have to be Joel Embiid, 
10,700 10, is, I know it's a high price tag, but it's certainly going to be in play. Um, and I, like I mentioned, I love Embiid in this one, um, especially against the porous Bulls front court, depleted front court, especially going up against Wendell Carter Jr. I forgot to mention, he is probable in this one. So I don't expect no issues for Embiid um, and dominating the, the all aspects of the game in this one. Moving on to the next game, we have an 8 p.m. start time. And it's Detroit Pistons traveling to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. The total is currently at 222, with the Grizzlies favored by five points. As far as injury news are concerned, on the Pistons side, we have Siku Demboya, who's questionable. Blake Griffin, who remains out now with the team due to due some trade. Due to some trade speculations, Killian Hayes remains out. Julie Okafor also remains out for the Pistons. On the Grizzlies side, we have Dylan Brooks, who's marked questionable in this one. Jaron Jackson Jr. is out, out all year at this point. DeAnthony Melton is now questionable in this one. Jonte Porter, Killian Tilly, and Justice Windsor all remain out as well. So, jumping into on the Pistons side, we we have to talk about Dylan Wright, 6100. Um, again, with all the injuries, with Derrick Rose out of town. Um, he's been getting a ton more usage, and he should continue to get a ton more usage as the de facto point guard of the Pistons, getting plenty of minutes. In the last one, he put up 39 minutes and had 28 fantasy points. His price tag only has jumped $100, and the Grizzlies are not exactly world beaters on defense either, um, especially against the, with the defense of John Morant. He should be able to, with John Morant, uh, there should be plenty of opportunities for him to continue to get his steals and his uh, opportunity to to continue to rack up those numbers. And I like him, um, again, in that mid-range price tag. So he might be more of a tournament play for me, just given that price tag. Also on the Pistons, hard to really discount uh, Jeremy Grant. He's the only, other, the only other guy I'm really looking at in this game. Um, 7,500 coming off a career-high effort where he put up 43 real-life points um, and 48 fantasy points despite not doing anything from a rebound or, or assist standpoint. I love Jeremy Grant against the Grizzlies. Um, someone has to score for the Pistons. I don't foresee him getting 43, 43 points again, but 30, 35 points is definitely in the realm of, in the realm of possibility, and therefore Jeremy Grant is going to be a great option on this slate. Um, again, 7,500 7, price tag is solid to, to pay for as well. Uh, and that's really it for me on the Pistons side. Moving over to the Grizzlies, I'm looking at John Morant, starting point guard, 7,400, starting to really show signs of life. The last two games, he's put up 46 and 51 points fantasy-wise, respectively. Now, 7,400, that's a fantastic value, and I think he's going to have another great opportunity against Dylan Wright to put up a similar effort. Um, he's been really dishing the ball well. Um, he's been getting, he's been scoring the ball. He's been dishing the ball despite a poor shooting effort in the last one. He still put up. 51 fantasy points because he did have a triple-double. Um, now, I love John Morant, and I think he's going to be a great option. One of my favorite mid-tier point guard options. I, I love him a little bit more than Kemba Walker, who's $900 less. And I think he's he's going to be a much safer play than other other uh, guards in a similar price tag as we move down, move down the road. The other guy I'm going to be looking at, um, two, I'm actually looking at two more guys in the Grizzlies. One is Jonas Valanciunas, um, the the center um, for the Grizzlies. 7100 is a fantastic price tag. 
for a guy that is a walking double-double every time he steps onto the court. Coming off a 42-point effort where he didn't really do much for the first half of play against the Thunder, and he still ended up with 43 fantasy points. And his price tag has gone down to 7,100. It's hard to get Jonas Valanciunas at this price tag normally, so take advantage here, especially against the defense of Plumlee. I think he's going to eat up the boards and eat up the matchup, and I love him. One of my favorite mid-tier center plays on the entire slate. Um, someone I'm really going to be targeting quite a bit, uh, both in cash and tournaments. Brandon Clark is the guy I was mentioning. Um, he is going to be an absolutely a tournament play for me. He hasn't been getting consistent minutes. In the last game, in 25 minutes, he did put up 30 fantasy points due to his two blocks and two steals. Um, I, I think he's definitely a guy that if he gets 25, 30 minutes of playing time, um, that price tag is, is priced to move. Um, and I like him quite a bit. So I'm going to have a little bit of a little, little bit of interest in Brandon Clark. Uh, and that's pretty much it. John Morant, like I mentioned, is my favorite play in this game. Um, and you can't really go wrong uh, with any of the Grizzlies guys I mentioned before. Jumping into the next one, we have an 8 p.m. start time. And we have the Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. The current... Game total is 232.5, with the Bucks favored by a whopping 10.5 points. Um, and then jumping into the in- injury list, uh, on the Thunder side, we have Trevor Ariza out, Moses, Moses Brown, who is out, Josh Hall, who is out, George Hill, who is out, Ty Jerome, who is out, and Alexei Pukashevsky is also out. The Bucks have yet to submit their, um, their uh, out. Um, their injury report. Apologies. I, I fumbled that a little bit. Um, clearly, that was not correct. So, uh, on the Bucks side, we can safely say Drew Holiday is going to continue to remain out. Uh, and they're coming off a back-to-back effort um, playing Thursday night as well. So, jumping into the Thunder side with a bunch of guys coming back from injury slash COVID health protocols, there's not a ton of interest I have on the Thunder side given this giant spread. Um, and the fact that, like I mentioned, a lot of guys are coming back from injury. The only guy I'm really looking at on the Thunder is Theo, the young rookie, Theo Melidion, who is 4,700 and should be absolutely in play, um, should get the starting nod, and despite of a potential blowout, I still like him quite a bit. Um, he put up 20, 28 fantasy points in 34 minutes in a similar blowout scenario against the Grizzlies, um, where he had... 14 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. I like him quite a bit to, to get plenty of minutes despite of a blowout scenario. Um, and I think he's going to be a great option in that, again, in that mid-tier range. That mid-tier range continues to be um, a very viable scenario for everyone um, on this giant card. So I like Theo Maladon. That's really it for me. Just given all the guys coming back, it's hard to tell who's going to get minutes. In a blowout scenario, we can take some shots on Kenrich Williams. Apologies. 4900 is a nice price tag. Um, I think he's going to get 30 minutes if the game ends up being a blowout. In the last game against the Bucks, they ended up winning a surprise win. Um, and he put up 23 fantasy points. And that was with everyone out. Now everyone's coming back in the fold. So his minutes should drop off quite a bit. But with a, a potential blowout looming, um, I love Kenrich Williams um, a little bit. Uh, sorry, I, lo- I love him quite a bit. Um, and that's about it for me on the Thunder side. Jumping into the Buck side, as I mentioned, the blowout scenario is going to be something to, to continue to monitor. But 
if the scenario continues to play out as, as I expected to, the only guy I'm really looking at is going to be Bobby Portis, 5200. A guy that has proven time and time again, if he gets minutes off the bench in a blowout or non-blowout, he's going to perform a great fantasy per minute player. And his last two efforts, he put up 29 and 35 fantasy points, respectively, against the Raptors and the Thunder. I love Bobby Portis in this one, 5200, especially if the game ends up being a blowout. He should get 30 minutes or close to 30 minutes and no issue whatsoever. That's pretty much it for me. Uh, I might have some shots at, at Pat Connaughton. 4100, um, just given his recent run of performances, and that price tag is still only 4100. Um, in a blowout scenario, you should get 30 minutes, no problem at all. Um, so I like Pat Connaughton as well in a blowout scenario. It's always going to be hard to fade Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, 10,800. But again, given the blowout nature of this game, I don't fully expect him to get a, a sort of a full alignment, full a full allocation of minutes in this game clearly i'm tongue-tied this entire night um so apologies there uh but yeah that's about it for me bobby portis and pat Connaughton are the only two guys i'm looking at on the buck side jumping into the next game on the slate we have an 8 p.m start time and that is the phoenix suns traveling to take on the new orleans pelicans the game total is 229 with the phoenix suns favored by two points as of now as far as injuries are concerned, we have on the Pelican side, we have Steven Adams, who is doubtful with a right ankle sprain. Will Magna is out. Najee Marshall is out as well. On the Sun side, we have Tyshawn Alexander, who's out, and Jalen Smith, who is also out. Jumping into who we like on the Pelican side, I think it comes down to a couple injury news, which I just touched on. Guillermo Willie Hernan Gomez, uh, 3,900, is now the de facto starting center with Steven Adams out. And he's been proving that that has been a great uh, insertion into that lineup. Um, he's coming off a 17-rebound effort in the last game um, against the against the Blazers with 11 points. And he had 33 fantasy points. A guy that, that can do a little bit of everything if he gets minutes. And now he's been getting minutes. Um, especially with Steven Adams remaining day-to-day, uh, but likely out for this one as well. Fire up Hernan Gomez at only $100 more in price tag, despite a tough matchup against the Suns. I think he's one of the best salary-saving center options on the slate, and he's going to m- most likely be pretty chalk-heavy, um, just given his price tag and coming off recent performance. Um, so something to keep in mind as well. Uh, the only guy I'm looking at really is going to be... Um, Josh Hart, 4,400. A lot of people are going to shy away from Josh Hart after his, his last game where he let everyone down, where he only had 14 fantasy points. But the game before that, he had 43 um, and shot and shot 10 of 60 from the field against the Grizzlies. I expect something in between. So I expect him to get 20, 25 to 30 fantasy points in this one against the Suns off the bench. Should, should get plenty of run. Um, I don't expect this game to come down to a lot of I don't expect this game to come down to to the wire, so I think Josh Hart is going to have a lot of opportunity to to shine. And again, his price has gone down to 4,400 at a point where it's worth taking a shot at him in tournaments. Um, you, the only guy I'm really looking at is going to be Brandon Ingram, 8,000. Um, you know, everyone's going to be probably leaning towards Zion Williamson at 70, at, sorry, 8,400. But I'm going to take the savings. I know Zion's coming off some monster efforts against the Blazers and Grizzlies and really starting to, to take ownership of the Pelicans. 
But I think this is the perfect opportunity for Brandon Ingram, who's been flying under the radar in recent games, to really step up at 8,000 8, salary. Um, I'm going to take some shots at him despite a tough matchup against the Suns. Uh, that's really it for me uh, on the Pelican side. I'm not going to have too much interest in Lonzo at 6,300 or Eric Bledsoe at 5,000 or any of the other guards, just given the matchup um, and the recent form as well. I, I just don't like anyone else on, on this side of the ball. Jumping on to the Suns. As far as Suns are concerned, I like Devin Booker, 8,100. He's been playing really well recently. Despite the last game where he only put up 36 fantasy points, he, the games before that, he was putting up 41 to 50 fantasy points consistently. Um, and I like this matchup against the Pelicans. I think he's really going to have an opportunity to shine. Um, so, and at 8,100, at, 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 I can't even speak. At only 8,100, I think Devin Booker is going to be a fantastic option today um, and tonight. I think he's going to be one of the more overlooked guard options as well in that price tier. I still like John Moran a little bit more at 7,400 versus, versus the 8,100 for Devin Booker, but I, I think I might have some lineups where I'm going to have Devin Booker and John Moran uh, taking up the guard position. So definitely someone to be looking at as well. The only other guy I'm going to be looking at on the Sun side is going to be DeAndre Aiden at 6,700. That price tag is, is very, very much uh, tolerable. Um, he hasn't been under 7,000 uh, for most of the season. In fact, on DraftKings, so anytime I can see an opportunity to dive into someone who who's been struggling a little bit, um, this is the perfect opportunity against the Pelicans against Hernan Gomez. I think DeAndre Ayton should feast um, as far as rebounds are concerned. So he's going to be probably my favorite play um, in this entire game, 6700. So someone to really look at and, and monitor as we move forward. Now, before we dive into the final two games of the slate, I wanted to do a quick shout out to the Bruise Letter. We need to pause the show for an announcement. It's a fun one. It's free stuff, everyone. Everyone loves free stuff. What's the stuff? The Bruise Letter is back. Oh, yes. Back and fresh for the 2020-21 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. Too. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. Enjoy. Also, quick shout out Fantasy, the Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 per month. And now that we're in the swing of the regular season and the All Star break around the corner, there's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you'll love it, but it's always nice to have that option. Also, check out DFS Pass as well. It's only $1.99 a month, and you get access to our newest and coolest feature, the Hoopball Discord server, where you can all hang out with Hoopball pros around the clock, such as myself and the rest of the gang, and get one-on-one help with your team. So please, so please do check it out. Head to Hoop dashball.com and click on the fantasy pass and just below the main media wall. All right, everybody, let's dive into the night slate. It's a 9 p.m. start time. We have the Toronto Raptors coming off a back-to-back as well, traveling to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. As far as injuries are concerned, on the Minnesota Timberwolves side, we have Jared Culver, who's out within this one, and D'Angelo Russell also remains out. On the Raptors side, no, no injuries to note as of yet. 
Uh, we're going to be monitoring Kyle Lowry, of course, and see if he's back in this one. So without further ado, let's dive into my favorite plays on the Raptors, starting with Fred Van Vliet, a guy that I touch on quite a bit on this podcast, and everyone does, just given his just ability this season to really light up the scoreboard from a DFS perspective. In the last game against the Bucks, he put up 53 fantasy points, um, and I fully expect him to, to to put up a monster effort as well, especially if Kyle Lowry ends up sitting. If Kyle Lowry ends up sitting, fire Fred Van Vliet. 700 is an outrageous price tag for him, especially if Kyle Lowry ends, ends up missing this one. So I love Fred Van Vliet, my favorite play. Um, in that, I mentioned the mid range. The mid range has tons of great options. Um, him and John Morant, you can go, you can't go wrong with either one in this in this type of slate. But I love Fred VanVleet a little more if Kyle Lowry ends up sitting. So that's something to keep in mind as we move forward. Um, and then I also like DeAndre Bembry. He's starting. Um, if Kyle Lowry ends up sitting, DeAndre Bembry should get the start again. I think he's a guy that, that can put up steals. He can get some blocks. He can get some points, rebounds. A guy that's proven some value throughout his career and at price near the absolute minimum. Um, it's a guy that you can fire up in lineups across the board against the porous Wolves defense. So I love DeAndre Bembry here quite a bit. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it on the Raptor side. People, You might want to take some shots at Pascal Siakam, 7700, or Chris Boucher at 6300. But I'm not going to have too much interest just given the fact that this game is is going to be uh, is going to be tough. Um, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Right now, again, we don't have a spread or total. But if the game ends up being as high scoring as I can imagine, um, I will will have some interest in Chris Boucher at 6300. If Kyle Lowry ends up sitting, if Kyle Lowry ends up playing, I'm not going to have as much interest in Chris Boucher or DeAndre Bembry. So please monitor those those news those pieces of news as they come through throughout the day. Moving on to the Wolves, um, with D'Angelo Russell who continues to be out, I'm going to be looking at Malik Beasley. 6900 6, is a great price tag for, for Malik Beasley, um, a guy that's been taking on a lot more of the offensive uh, load with, with Russell out of the lineup, coming off a 45-point fantasy effort against the Pacers. I don't expect too much of a, of a challenge against the Raptors, so I like him to put up 40 to 45 fantasy points as well. Uh, and something to keep in mind as we move forward, uh, the status of Carl Anthony Towns. As of now, he is playing. If he does play, um, he's another guy that I'm going to be looking at quite a bit uh, in this game. 9200 is a great price tag for Carl Anthony Towns. He's still getting his legs under him. In the last game, he put up almost 54 fantasy points in 37 minutes in the overtime game against the Pacers. I don't expect too much of a challenge um, against the Raptors front court of Aaron Baines or Chris Boucher. So I think he's going to absolutely smash that price tag. Um, it's going to be hard from, from a fantasy value standpoint to, to, to choose between Carl Anthony Towns or Nikola Vucevic. I think Carl Anthony Towns actually provides a little bit of a safer floor while Nikola Vucevic has a higher ceiling uh, on this slate. So something to keep in mind as you start constructing your lineups. That's really it for me on the Timberwolves side. There's no one else really I'm looking at or I'm going to have too much interest in. Um, people might have some interest in Anthony Edwards, 6,000. I'm not going to have a lot of interest there, just given the volatility in the young rookie with Carl Anthony Towns back in the mix. Um, he's not a guy that I'm going to be looking at very much. Moving on to the final game of this slate, and we have the Utah Jazz traveling to take on the Los Angeles Clippers as a 10 p.m. Eastern Standard 
start time and there's currently no spread or total big surprise in this one as far as injuries are concerned on the jazz side you have Yudoka Azabuke who's out Mike Conley is actually questionable in this one Elijah Hughes is also out on the Clippers we have a, quite a few questionable tags that are gonna gonna make the the game a lot more interesting and that's Nick Nicholas Batum is questionable. Paul George is questionable. Luke Kennard, Kawhi Leonard are also questionable. So with that said, on the Jazz side, we can fire up Donovan Mitchell in most games. 8300 is another nice price tag. Um, a guy that, with Mike Conley being out recently, he's really taken on more of the offensive scoring load. Coming off, coming off a 52-point effort against his very same Clippers in a blowout game. I think he has an opportunity to, to get to 40, 45 fantasy points pretty pretty easily, especially with Conley potentially out. Um, if Conley ends up playing, I'm not going to have as much interest in, in Mitchell, and I'd rather take the savings and go elsewhere. But if Conley sits, fire up Mitchell, um, and I think it's going to be a great, great matchup as well. Uh, that's pretty much it on the Jazz side in the backcourt. As far as frontcourt is concerned, I like Rudy Gobert at 7300 That's a great price tag to pay for Rudy Gobert. Um, coming off coming off a 55 point burger against the Clippers, where he put up 20 a 2020 game. He has 2020 game potential written all over him in this one again um, against the very same Clippers team. So with that said, he's probably one of my favorite seven, favorite mid to high tier um, front court options on this slate, and might be overlooked given this is the last game of the entire night. So something to keep in mind as you're looking at ownership potential as well. Now as far as as far as the Clippers side, this is going to come down to if we hear any news on Paul George, who's 8,600, Kawhi Leonard, 9,700, and Luke Kennard, Nicholas Batum. If, if any of those guys come back, especially if Paul George or Kawhi Leonard both come back, then this game becomes much more interesting. It becomes a, an absolute uh, toss-up um, as far as who's going to potentially win this one, as well as from a DFS perspective, then it's really hard to trust anyone on the Clippers side. If Paul George plays and Kawhi Leonard sits, then I'll fire up Paul George in this one, no problem. Despite uh, the long layoff, I think he's going to have to really step up and, and provide a ton of value to keep this game close. Uh, and likewise with Kawhi Leonard, if Paul George sits and Kawhi Leonard plays, 9700 Kawhi Leonard, fire him up as well as a great GBP look. But we're hoping that we get some some injury news and confirmation on actual availability before before late before the the slate locks as well, just because this is the last game of the slate, like as I like as I mentioned. So something to keep in mind as we move forward, and that's pretty much it. Um, and I like to thank everyone for bearing with me uh, <laughs> throughout the night, um, and I wish everyone so much luck on their contests and their lineups. You can always find me on Twitter for any questions, any last-minute uh, feedback, anything at all at dmank33. Um, and as always. On behalf of everyone from the Hoopball DFS Today family, have a wonderful night, everyone. This has been a Hoopball presentation.